Okay, our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 12, verses 27 through 43. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to keep the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgivings and with singing, with cymbals, psalteries, and with harps. And the sons of the singers gathered themselves together, both out of the plain country round about Jerusalem and from the villages of Nethaphali, also from the house of Gilgal and out of the fields of Geba and Asmaveth, for the singers had builded them villages round about Jerusalem. And the priests and the Levites purified themselves and purified the people and the gates and the wall. Then I brought up the princes of Judah upon the wall and appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks, whereof one went on the right hand upon the wall toward the dun gate, and after them went Hashaiah and half the princes of Judah, and Azariah, Ezra, and Meshalom, Judah, and Benjamin, and Shem Aiah, and Jeremiah, and certain of the priest's sons with trumpets, namely Zechariah, the son of Jonathan, the son of Shem Aiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Machaiah, the son of Zachar, the son of Asaph, and his brethren, Shem Aiah, and At Azarael, Melalei, Gilalei, Maai, Nethaniel, and Judah Hanani, with the musical instruments of David, the man of God, and Ezra the scribe before them. And at the fountain gate which was over against them, they went up by the stairs of the city of David, at the going up of the wall, above the house of David, even unto the water gate eastward. And the other company of them that gave thanks went over against them, and I after them, and the half of the people upon the wall from beyond the tower of the furnaces, even unto the broad wall. And from above the gate of Ephraim, and above the old gate, and above the fish gate, and the tower of Hananiel, and the tower of Mia, even unto the sheep gate, and they stood still in the prison gate. So stood the two companies of them that gave thanks in the house of God, and I and half of the rulers with me. And the priest, Eliakim, Maaseiah, and Meniamin, Machaiah, Elioenei, Zechariah, and Hananiah with trumpets, and Maaseiah, and Shemaiah, and Eleazar, and Uzi, and Johan, Johohanan, and Malchijah, and Elam, and Ezer. And the singers sang loud with Jezariah, their overseer. Also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. 
This is the word of our Lord. Let us pray. Lord, we now ask that the words that come out of my mouth be your words, Lord. Let me preach the message that you want me to preach. And Lord, open up our ears so that we may hear your words, Lord, so that we may inwardly digest them. This we pray in your name. Amen. A while back, as Bonnie and I were coming home from Watertown, I did a very foolish thing. I passed the vehicle in front of us, which was moving at a slower speed than we were. Now, what made it foolish was because even though I started passing in a passing zone, I knew that the distance wasn't long enough to complete the passing without being in a no-passing zone. Well, foolishly, I passed anyway. And just as I was pulling back into my own driving lane, several vehicles popped up over the hill where I shouldn't have been pa passing. <clears throat> it all turned out well this time. But as I saw those vehicles pop up over the hill, I realized just how foolish I had been. If I would have caused an accident, many people would have been involved. Well, I immediately thanked God silently in my mind, not only that we were safe, but that everyone else was safe as well. It would have been a very bad accident and many people would have been involved. Many times, it is appropriate to thank God silently in our minds, but there are just as many times where it is appropriate to thank God with a great and joyful noise. And this is where I think many times we fall short in our thankfulness. We tend to be on the quiet side when we give our thanks, when we should be giving thanks with a big noise, as the Israelites did. We should put on a big celebration for all the world to see just how thankful to God that we really are. We shouldn't always be on the quiet and shy side with our thanksgiving. With thanksgiving just a few days behind us, and Christmas soon to be here, we are in a season in which we normally feel a little more generous and a little more thankful than we are at other times of the year. This time of the year seems to focus us on the many blessings that God has bestowed upon us, and it reminds us to be kinder and more loving towards our fellow men. We are truly greatly blessed by God, and we should be thankful for all that he has given us. We should thank God at all times, both silently and with a great noise, as the Israelites did when they dedicated the wall around Jerusalem. The Israelites were celebrating because they had just finished rebuilding the protective wall around Jerusalem. They had rebuilt the temple some 70 years earlier, and now 
they had completed the rebuilding of the wall around the city so that they would be better protected from their enemies. Now this had taken place after they came back to Jerusalem from being exiled in Babylon. The Israelites were happy because the wall was finished and they had finally achieved their objective. But they were also joyful because God had helped them to finish it. They were co-laborers with him. His hand was involved in their labor. Aware of God's love and acceptance, they were joyful and wanted to celebrate joyfully. Now we should understand that joy is not the same as happiness. The Israelites were happy, but they were also joyful. Happiness is liking the present moment because it pleases us. We are enjoying the moment and therefore we feel happy. But joy is much deeper and more long range. Joy appreciates the past, the present, and the future. Not because the circumstances are pleasing, but because the heart is right with God. That is what fills us with joy, and that is why we should always be thankful. Thankful not only with a happy heart, but with a joyful one as well. Happiness is for the moment, but joy is intended to endure for all time. Happiness depends upon happenings, but joy depends upon justification, on being acceptable in God's eyes and being co-laborers with him. Happiness comes from without, but joy comes from within. Circumstances cannot change joy. Happiness can fade quickly, but joy lasts forever. Now, thankfulness is always a part of a true celebration. The Israelites were thankful that the building of the wall was finally completed. They must have been grateful indeed for the godly leadership of Nehemiah. They were thankful for God's moving of the king of Persia's heart that permitted this whole project to come into being. They were grateful for the angelic protection that watched over them as the wall was being rebuilt. They were grateful for the wisdom of God that allowed them to overcome their enemies, for the spirit of unity and cooperation that prevailed, for strength to labor, and for the supply of food and shelter. They were thankful for the will to work, which enabled the project to be carried through to completion. But now, this raises the question. Are we properly thankful? 
do we give thanks to God every day for the blessings we are enjoying at this moment? We have been so trained to grumble and complain, to insist on getting something that we don't already have. And we tend to focus on that instead of focusing on all that God has already given us. One of the first signs of a growing, maturing spirit in Christians is that they begin to give thanks to God for all that he has poured into their lives, for the opportunities that are before them, and for the present blessings and liberties that they enjoy. I have a quote from Kelvin Miller that I would like to share with you. And now you have joy? I do indeed. And how did you get it? I chose it, admitted it into my life. Then I celebrated its arrival with all my heart. I made my celebration so loud and boisterous, I prohibited all gloom from attending the celebration. When you deliberately focus your attention on all the blessings in your life and receive them gratefully, you gradually develop a clear sense of just how much there really is to be thankful for. When you start counting all that you have, you begin to realize how rich that you truly feel and how thankful that you truly should be. When we realize how much we really have, we begin to see that there is very little that God has not given us. We begin to see how richly he blesses us. And thankfulness with celebration should be one of our first responses. Debbie Boone once made this statement, blessings are like hugs from God to let you know how much he loves you. Counting blessings is like hugging God back. Giving thanks to God strengthens our connection to him. Thankfulness also has a way of reducing the stress that is in our lives by making us more content with who we are and what we have. When you make a habit of accepting every circumstance in your life gratefully and with thanksgiving, you begin to see that there is a purpose for everything and you will be relieved from the worry and the anxiety that goes with being resentful and dissatisfied. When you approach every experience as a gift, you can just say thank you and go on with the rest of your life instead of stewing over what you think you are entitled to. The last verse of our scripture reading says this, And on that day they offered great sacrificing, 
great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. The Israelites had learned that their joy came from God. Have we also learned that same lesson? Do we know and understand that all our joy can only come from God? The sound of their rejoicing could be heard from far away. Do we make such a loud and joyful noise when we rejoice that it can be heard from a great distance? Do we make a joyful noise unto the Lord? In the church I grew up in as a teenager, there was an elderly gentleman who would always sing with the most cheerful of hearts. He would sing loud and boisterous and maybe a little bit off key. But he sang with his whole being and what a joyful noise he would make. Now I'm ashamed to say it, but as a teenager I could not appreciate his off-key singing. And I sometimes made fun of his singing with my siblings. But I have since learned that he was more pleasing to God with his off-key singing than many people are with their on-key singing. For he truly sang with thanksgiving and celebration in his heart to his God that he loved so deeply. Praise and sharing is the way that we should express our thanksgiving, joy, and celebration. Praising God for what he has done and sharing with others in happiness and joyfulness all that he has done for us. The Israelites had been through a lot. When they disobeyed God, he exiled them into captivity into Babylon. When they were released from captivity, they went home to a city that had to be rebuilt. And when the city was done, they had to rebuild the wall around the city to protect themselves. They put in lots of time and hard labor to accomplish the rebuilding. And yet, they found the happiness and the joy that can come from trials and tribulations. As we transition our lives now from the spirit of thanksgiving into the spirit of Christmas, let us ever be mindful to put happiness and joyfulness into our own hearts. Let us celebrate and give joyful noise to the Lord frequently not only during this holiday season, but for the rest of our lives. Amen.
Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, remind us, remind us of all the blessings that you have given us. Remind us of how much we really have and make us truly appreciate what we have. Give us the courage to be thankful with a joyous noise that all the world may hear and that they may see just how thankful we really are. We pray this in your name. Amen. Now let us continue with hymn 170, Give Thanks. I received an email from the Northwest Conference that probably many of you have uh, received as well. And in it, there was this prayer of thanks for a divided time. It was written by Sarah Bauer Anderson. Let us pray. For family, near and peaceable, Lord, we give thanks. For family far and conflicted, Lord, we give thanks. For the ones easy to love, Lord, we give thanks. For the ones we fight to love, Lord, we give thanks. For people who see as we see, Lord, we give thanks. For people we don't understand, Lord, we give thanks. For people who don't understand us, Lord, we give thanks. For easy conversation and expressed affection, Lord, we give thanks. For gentle discord within our discourse, Lord, we give thanks. For unity, not sameness, Lord, we give thanks. For charity in all things, Lord, we give thanks. 
for a world that reflects your goodness. Lord, we give thanks. For humankind that bears your image, Lord, we give thanks. For a day when we'll delight in our differences and not just tolerate them. For a gathering of every tribe and every tongue. For a table and a feast today, anticipating the one we'll enjoy with you someday. Lord, we give thanks. Amen. And now let us rise for the benediction. And now as you go out into the world today, remember to put the joyfulness and the happiness in your heart that the Lord has given you. Count your blessings. See how rich you can truly feel. See how thankful you should really be. And now as you go out into the world, go with love to serve your Lord and your neighbor. Amen.